heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. Good afternoon. Uh, this is, as you just heard, WSFI-FM Catholic Radio. We welcome you this afternoon. My name is Susie McGinn, and this is Healing the Whole Person. Our subject today is a very interesting one uh, that was developed through the ministry and the great work of St. Ignatius, and it's called The Examine. So we're going to talk today about the healing through the power of the Ignatian Examine. And our uh, leader today is the very familiar Father J. Michael Sparrow, S.J. He is a retreat director and spiritual director at the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House in Barrington. He holds an MFA from the Yale School of Drama and a Doctor of Ministry from St. Mary the Lake in Mundelein, Illinois. He is the founder of Caris, a national Jesuit retreat ministry for young adults in their 20s and 30s, and has trained spiritual directors at Loyola University, Chicago. A prolific writer and speaker, Father Michael has published books, CDs, and DVDs on prayer, discernment, and the sacraments with Franciscan media, Paulist Press, liturgical training publications, Loyola Press, and Heart to Heart. He is seen regularly on Shalom World Catholic Television and is heard regularly on WKRC Radio in Cincinnati and our own WSFI Catholic Radio in Greater Chicagoland. Welcome, Father Sparrow. Thank you, Susie. Delighted to be back with you at WSFI. Uh, let me just begin by saying that uh, today's program will be kind of a brief overview uh, of the Ignatian Examine, but if folks are intrigued and would like to learn more about it, there are two opportunities at the Bellarmine Retreat House where I live and work. One on Monday, December 16th, I'm going to be doing an Advent Day of Prayer with Mary McKeon. She's our Director of Women's Ministry. That's from 9 to 3, and it's entitled Bethlehem Bound praying Advent with St. Ignatius. And one of the things we'll be going to in even greater depth on this prayer of the Ignatian Examine. That's Monday the 16th, and that's open for men and women. And then a weekend retreat that Mary and I are gonna be giving is December 6th through 8th. That's only for men. That's a men's retreat. Uh, December 6th through 8th, Friday dinner through Sunday lunch. So to learn more about that, go to jesuitretreat.org, J-E-S-U-I-T, jesuitretreat.org. Uh, so what is this prayer of the Ignatian Examine of St. Ignatius Loyola? Uh, basically put, it's taking 15 minutes once or twice a day and reflecting on the day in light of two essential questions. What is bringing me closer to the Lord and what is distracting me from the Lord? What's helping me grow in faith, hope, and love? 
What's distracting me from growing in faith, hope, and love? What's helping me become the person that God wants me to be? What's distracting me from the goal of my life? Now, that sounds deceptively simple, doesn't it? But we are such a busy culture, and we are only getting busier, that to take the time and to stop and reflect on who we are, where we're going, and what's happening in our day is becoming increasingly difficult. It's difficult for me as a priest and as a spiritual director and as a leader, and with the people that I meet with day in and day out that come to the Bellarmine Retreat House seeking to grow closer to the Lord. I just hear again and again and again, yeah, I'm familiar with the Ignatian exam. Yeah, I've heard of that prayer, but do I practice it? No, <laughs> because we just don't want to take the time to stop and reflect on what our experience is. St. Ignatius, we're going to go into much more detail in the course of this program on what it is and how to pray it and some of the pitfalls. Uh, but St. Ignatius, just for starters, St. Ignatius considered this the most important personal prayer that we could pray in the course of the day. And St. Ignatius prayed a daily rosary. He had all kinds of favorite chaplets that he we just finished praying the chaplet of divine mercy. He, had, he, he was in favor of all of those kinds of prayers, but he would say the personal prayer that we pray that is most important for us is this daily examine. Because it's not just another prayer, it's turning our lives into a prayer. Let me say that again. He considered it the most important personal prayer because it's not just another prayer, it's turning our lives into a prayer. The goal for St. Ignatius was for us to become contemplatives in action. You'll recall that St. Ignatius lived from 1491 to 1556, and he lived right in the midst of the Protestant Reformation when Christianity was being ripped in half. And he lived at a time where the monastic tradition was crumbling. And he said, well, how do we carry those fruits that St. Benedict taught us in the, in the beautiful traditions of the Benedictines and the, the reformers, uh, the, the Trappists and, and the Cistercian community? He said, we have to carry those out into the everyday work of our world. And he was very significantly influenced by St. Francis of Assisi and St. Dominic, those great traditions that moved from the monasteries out into the world. And St. Ignatius wanted to develop, uh, and he was a great systematizer. So he wrote rules and reflections and taught a school of prayer to be able to take uh, the contemplative tradition into everyday life through this reflection process. In just a moment, we'll get into... Uh, one method that he taught, but let me just pause there because uh, I, I'm, I'm sure Susie and uh, Rosemary and Annie and Angela, who are listening in our studio audience, uh, will want to comment just on those opening reflections. Well, I think, uh, Father, that um, the thing that struck me by your opening comments was the the 
so many times we think of prayer as a sort of a slot in our lives when we have maybe a conversation with God or we read something, do some spiritual reading, but it's just like, this is it, and then we shut that off, and then we go about our daily tasks, and the two don't get connected. And uh, I think of that book um, by Brother Lawrence, you know, I can't think of the name of it, but it's the one where he, uh, he's, he does everything. He washes the dishes with Jesus. He does yeah. everything with God. And, uh, a, con- um, a contemplation on the, pre- on the divine presence of God, the, the sacrament yeah. of the present moment. Yes, is, yeah. and so that's what I think that this examine can help us do, is to take that, that relationship with God that we build during those 15 minutes and then just weave it into our day and our actions. Is, Susie, is that's that what you're exact, saying? That's exactly correct. Okay. Uh, and so the goal of the examine is that if we do it consistently day after day, and Ignatius recommends we do it in the middle of the day and the end of the day, but I would say start with whenever you can find 15 minutes consistently. And the goal then is to begin to have our consciousness changed so we recognize, as Brother Lawrence was teaching, as many of the great saints have teaching, that we are continuously in the presence of God. And that's why St. Paul teaches us in the scripture to pray constantly. And when St. Paul says pray constantly, he doesn't mean constantly be saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hail Mary, full of grace, for the sake of the of the sour. He doesn't mean that we constantly are praying a vocal prayer. What it means is never lose the awareness that we are in the presence of God, that whatever it is that we're doing, wherever we are, whoever we're with, whatever stage of our life journey we're in, we're in the presence of a loving God who is wanting us to draw closer to him. Yes, you know, uh, you and I had a little short uh, a meeting yesterday after Mass, and we were talking about the fact that th- this is all about Thanksgiving, and I know you're going to focus on that, but that's what one of the things that we can do all day for everything, being in a traffic jam or not being in a traffic jam or whatever it is, we can thank God for all the, the blessings and the trials of the day as we go through. So you're right, it doesn't have to be formal prayers, just a, I know what it is now. It's called that book is called "Practice the Presence," practicing the presence of God, mm-hmm. and that's uh, by Brother Lawrence. So that's what it is. Just and I think we do that through Thanksgiving. It works, <laughs> and yes. uh, it, a lot of healing and joy can come from uh, from the, that that relationship that we develop. So. so- so let me jump into the prayer itself and uh, Good, give yeah. us give us an overview of the prayer. Okay. So uh, various let me let me begin with this little caveat that various teachers will teach variations on the Ignatian examen. So there isn't just one way of doing it. The gist of it is very clear, but as modern translators and uh, teachers have worked with this prayer, they've adapted it in, in, in various directions. This particular method that I'm going to be teaching uh, 
is was first formulated by Father Dennis Ham. He's a scripture scholar at Creighton University, and I'll explain why I like his particular method. But it always begins with step number one of recognizing, as Brother Lawrence was teaching, that we are in the presence of God and ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten our minds and our thoughts. I like to say it's Lord. Make it make a short prayer in your own words that say that says, "Lord, I recognize I'm in your presence. Deepen that awareness of your grace at work within my life. Come, Holy Spirit, enlighten my mind, my heart, my thoughts. Guide me so that I can see the truth." of my life. The first reading in our scripture today from the Book of Wisdom. Oh, so beautiful. Uh. (laughs) Celebrating Lady Wisdom. That's what we're praying for. Lord, send us your divine wisdom so that I look at my life and I can recognize your grace breaking into it. And in that first, first step, I like to just uh, sometimes light a candle. Well, or I was just going to ask you light, what you do. Okay, good. Yeah. Light okay. a little candle, uh-huh. dim, the, dim the lights, turn off the cell phone, shut the door, put the do not disturb sign, tell, tell the kids or the husband or the, or the wife or the spouse, you know, okay, this is my time with God. Go to a, a quiet place where you're not going to be disturbed for the next 15 minutes because you want to you, you want to undress your soul. You want to become vulnerable to God. So preparing the space is, is important. Mm-hmm. And in this first step, I like to take just a quick moment and just kind of do a scan of my emotion and a squ- scan of my body. All right, what am I feeling as I enter into this prayer? I'm very frustrated right now. I'm anxious, I'm worried, I'm tired, I'm jubilant, I'm excited, I'm happy, I'm bored. You know, whatever it is that's going on emotionally, just recognize that and bring that into the presence of the Lord. All right, what are you feeling physically? Oh, I'm exhausted right now. Or I'm pumped, I'm ready to go. Or my back is hurting. I, you know, I, I got this crink in, in, in my neck. Or I got this splitting headache. You know, recognize what's going on physically, what's going on emotionally, and that we are now entering into this time of a conversation with a lover of our soul. We're coming into the presence of the divine majesty. We're coming into the presence of our best friend, the one who loves us unconditionally, asking for the grace of the Holy Spirit to grace and guide these next 15 minutes of spiritual listening, which is a conversation of talking to and listening to God. That's step number one. Susie or Annie, Rosemary, and any questions or comments on, on just that very first step? I think this must have been a prayer for all saints because I remember reading Mother Angelica had um, uh, prayers about the present moment. And I've read those that are, it's, it's very impressive to think you can sanctify your entire day, even with the lowliest work you're doing. Hmm. The thing that struck me, Father, uh, was 
I'm reading um, that wonderful book, The Story of a Soul, regarding St. Teresa of Lisieux. And uh, the part that I read today talks about, she said, she just loves so much her time with our Lord. This time, like you're describing, where you come away by yourself and just listen to him and speak to him, that oneness. And she said, even when she's out in crowds with, with spiritual people, she said, sometimes even having spiritual conversations, she finds her pride creeping up in there. She said, it's just... it. They don't; those conversations don't really satisfy her. Only her when she's with our Lord like this, in this quiet time. So that I I loved that, you know, as I read it. And and I think carving out, uh, as Rosemary was just saying, and as you were adding, Susie, carving out that time to enter into a quality conversation of speaking and listening with the Lord is very difficult for us today. I would say the hardest part of the exam is doing it, <laughs> of taking that time. I agree. Of, yeah. Right, yeah. I, I agree. It takes yes. discipline. <laughs> Yesterday takes discipline. we had yes. uh, adoration at our parish, which we never have practically. But yesterday it was um, six and a half hours. And so... Some of us were trying to make sure somebody was there at all times, and I couldn't keep my mind focused. It was very difficult for me for some reason, and I was frustrated. Uh, uh, I would I would say that's the universal experience of prayer. Is we often get we often get distracted. Um, uh, there's a story of. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas was talking about distraction in prayer, and a uh, rather proud uh, spiritual person came up to St. Thomas and said, I don't know what you're talking about, these distractions in prayer. When I focus my mind on God, I am ushered into the presence of God. And St. Thomas said, well, if you can pray the space of an Our Father without getting distracted, I'll give you the horse that I'm riding on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the person said, well, that's very simple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Does it come with a saddle? <laughs> oh, that's so really... Uh, so but, not to, not not to be discouraged. When no, we, uh, and when there we was experience. someone too that was having struggles with um, their prayer during Eucharistic adoration, as you were describing, Rosemary. And there was a man that would come day after day and just sit in the in the chapel, and they say, oh, "What are you saying to Jesus? What are you doing?" And he says, "I'm just looking at him, and he's looking at me." That was St. John Vianney. Oh, was that St. John Vianney? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. How, yes. how simple. We try and make it too deep and complicated, fancy words. We don't need yes. all that. Yeah. So, um. step, so step number one 
is uh, very simple. It's, it's not fancy. It's recognizing we're coming into the presence of God, recognizing what is it that we're feeling physically, what is it that we're feeling, feeling emotionally, and asking for the light of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to guide us as we reflect on our day. Step number two is what Susie was just referring to uh, a little earlier, which is beginning in Thanksgiving. And I think this is recognize in step one, how do you come, you know, Thanksgiving may be the last thing that I'm feeling right now because I just lost my job or I'm feeling horribly uh, horrible uh, physically or I just had a, a fight with a member of my family. Okay, so you acknowledge that, you pray for the Holy Spirit. But step two is take a step back from the immediacy of what you're feeling and open up the lens and ask yourself, what am I grateful for in my life? What am I grateful for today? And what am I grateful for in my life in general? That's so important because if we begin with the problem and we're, we're jumping immediately into the problem, then the problem grows and our reflection becomes all about the problem. Whereas when we begin in Thanksgiving, it puts our problems in perspective. Yeah, maybe you just got fired from your job. Yeah, maybe you just had a fight with, with a friend and you're upset about that. But uh, do you still have some money in the bank? Do you still have your faith? Do you still have your health? Do you still have your marriage? Do you still have people that love you? Do you still Are you still living in a country that protects religious freedom? Are you still living in a, in a country where you can work and get a job? All of those things are vitally important. So, and so many of the things that God has given us, we take for granted. They become like the wallpaper in our room. We don't even see it a after a while. We, or, or like the paint uh, 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 or a picture on the wall. After a while, when, it, when it's first there, we're really grateful. But after a while, we just walk by it and we don't even see it. We don't see our spouse. We don't see our kids. We don't, we don't see the joy in our life. And so it's a discipline to to pray in gratitude. And St. Ignatius, all of the teachers of the examine would agree that St. Ignatius says, begin asking for the Holy Spirit to enlighten us and then move into gratitude. That's critically important because it grounds us, it centers our soul. And sometimes it's easy to pray in Thanksgiving, but sometimes we need to pray uh, what uh, one of my teachers called, Father Jim Sarek, called challenging Thanksgiving. And he, he gives a few examples of that. I, I thank you, God, for my deficiencies and my character flaws, because they keep me humble, mm -hmm. and, they and they cause me to trust in you. I thank you, God, for people that annoy me and irritate me. They call me to meekness and charity and patience. <laughs> I thank you, God, for people who think little of me, for those who criticize me, fairly or unfairly, because they force me to transcend all of this and call on the inner strength that you give me. So there's, there's easy thanksgiving and there's challenging thanksgiving. But believe, and Susie and I share this favorite scripture, Romans 8.28, God makes all things work to the good for those who love him.
So begin with that context that, Lord, you are blessing me right now. Help me to see the blessing in in this day. Right. That's that's step number two. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, and the rest of that verse says, and for those who are called according to his purpose. And I think that that's what this examine does. It calls us according to his purpose to this prayerful relationship with him. And now we hear that beautiful music, which is our warning signal that uh, we have to take a little break right now. But uh, we want to welcome you back. You're listening to Healing the Whole Person. Our subject today is the wonderful Healing Through the Ignatian Examine with Father Michael Sparrow. And so we look forward to having you back after the break. Uh, And uh, this is Susie McGinn. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. WSFI is on social media. Follow us on Twitter at WSFIFM and like us on Facebook by searching for WSFI Catholic Radio. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, this is Jim Finnegan from Choose Life, Illinois, and also from American Nativity Seed. Catholic Radio, what a wonderful opportunity. I recently met someone that was talking about that where the Holy Father actually asked him to do more in the way of radio work in this country. So there's no question when you can put turn the phone on or, t- or turn your radio on and hear all you need to know about what's going on in the Catholic community, it's powerful. Use it as often as you can. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFIRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back. This is Susie McGinn, and you're listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI FM 88.5. 
And our uh, subject today is uh, regarding the healing through the Ignatian Examine. Uh, and but before we go on, we, our whole subject is is prayer. Uh, and our guest uh, authority on all this today is Father Michael Sparrow. But Father, um, we have some prayer requests that we'd like to um, mention before we go on, uh, and just cover those in prayer, and then uh, we'll continue with your very insightful uh, discussion here. Um, the first w- w- uh, request is for um, a, a woman named Angela Riccio, uh, another uh, named Audrey, a woman named Janet who has a brain tumor, another friend of the station, Jeanette, who had an MRI on her uh, brain last week and is awaiting the results, and finally, uh, Matt, who is having uh, meniscus surgery, knee surgery. So uh, if you would hold up those uh, uh, prayer requests, Father, we'd appreciate it very much before we go on. Yes, Lord, we pray. Lord, we praise you and we bless you. We thank you for your grace at work in our life that can do so much more than we ask or imagine. Through the intercession of your holy angels and saints, we pray for the healing of Angela, Audrey, Janet, Jeanette, Matt, and all those listening to this radio broadcast and to the podcast. Lord, we know that there is no limit to your healing power. When you walked the earth, you touched the bodies of those who were sick as a sign of your divine mercy. We pray now, Lord, that that same grace would reach across the radio waves and bring healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually to all those who call upon your name. May there be no encumbrance. May there be no block to your healing grace. Lord, we call on your name. We trust in your mercy. May your power that can do so much more than we ask or imagine give the healing to these ones who seek your love in the way that you want them to be healed. We ask this in the name of the Father. We pray it in the name of the Son. We entrust it in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Father. Uh, well, for those of you who have been listening to us, we've we've covered two of the five points in the Ignatian, Ignatian Examine. Uh, the first part was on uh, centering ourselves and, and allowing ourselves to get into a physical and emotional and spiritual prayer closet, so to speak, uh, to facilitate um, the prayer that we want and the relationship and conversation we want to have with God. And then the second part was regarding savoring the blessings and the challenges that we have in our lives through Thanksgiving, which in response to St. Paul telling us to in all things give thanks. And so we left it off pretty much there. Father, if you'd like to continue on that or move on, it's, uh, you're in charge. <laughs> okay. All right. So step number three is reviewing your day. And this is uh, I would say that one of the distinct features of the Ignatian Examine, this is a distinct aspect of this particular prayer. This is where 
your intention meets your calendar. <laughs> so look back uh, over the last period. Uh, you can do an examine every day. Uh, if you do it in the middle of the day, then since the time you woke up to the middle of the day, begin to review that time. Or if you're doing it at the end of the day, look throughout your whole day. But from the time that you woke up to wherever it is that you're doing the examine, or if you're doing it first thing in the morning, look back over the last 24 hours. And you can do it hour by hour, uh, or you can do it from place to place that, that you were at. Uh, some kind of a review of what did I do and uh, what was I feeling uh, when I was engaged in these conversations and these activities. Now, a distinct way that Father Dennis Ham teaches it is to focus on your feelings, review all of the feelings that you had in the course of the day. I was happy, I was sad, I was mad, I was glad, I was frustrated, I was discouraged, I was de depressed, I was elated, I was peaceful, I was tranquil. In the course of a day, all of the different emotions that we feel, he would say, be present to those. Be present to the positive feelings. I'm happy, I'm peaceful, I'm serene, I'm joyful, I'm grace-filled. And be present to the negative emotions. I'm anxious, I'm upset, I'm worried, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm resentful, I'm jealous. Be present to what it is that we're feeling in the course of the day. That's step number three, that review. And it immediately takes you then into step number four, which is to choose one or two of those feelings, a positive feeling or a negative feeling or a positive and a negative feeling, and enter into a prayerful conversation with God. That means talking to God, talking to Jesus, talking to the Father, talking to the Holy Spirit, talking to God as one friend to another, as your best friend. If you imagine that you're you're sitting across from God and you're talking about your day. You're talking about what it is that you felt in the course of the day and why you felt it. You know, and maybe it's amplifying that sense of gratitude. Or maybe it's just talking about the fact that your health is really hard right now. Or maybe it's talking about your anxiety over your children. Or maybe it's worried about the state of our country or the state of our church. What are the dominant feelings that are going on? Have a conversation. And a conversation doesn't mean talk, 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 talk. A conversation is talk and listen. Talk and listen. That means be quiet after you've said your piece and listen for God's guidance. And you may say, well, God, God doesn't speak to me. I don't hear anything. Well, God speaks to all of us. We just need to learn to recognize what are the ways that God is speaking to us. And sometimes it's another feeling will come into our hearts. Or sometimes there'll be a scripture verse that comes in. Or sometimes there'll be a memory that, that comes 
into us. Or come, sometimes we'll actually hear words, or sometimes we'll see a picture. All of us have the gift of imagination, and God often speaks to us through our imagination, but we don't all imagine in exactly the same way. So you'll recognize the presence of God because St. Ignatius says it's like a drop of water hitting a wet sponge. Whoop. Mm-hmm. Whoop. It's not like a drop of water hitting a brick. You'll notice the voice of God because it's a gentle invitation. You'll notice when it's not the voice of God, when you're feeling pushed or you're feeling coerced or you're feeling pushed into a corner, I have to do this, I have to do this. No, the voice of, of God is a gentle invitation that, that calls us to uh, an openness and an expansiveness of soul in the midst of this divine conversation. That reminds me of Elijah. It was the still, small voice that... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Can you go over just a little bit of that, how he was uh, looking for God in so many ways? And, so, the uh, prof- so the prophet Elijah was fleeing from, for his life because he had put all of the false prophets of Baal to death. Right. And the evil queen, Jezebel, uh, put... Uh, or ordered him executed and so he f- was fleeing for his life but then he had heard that God was going to be speaking to him and he came he was he came outside of the cave that he was holding in and there was a rushing wind and Elijah recognized no God is not in the rushing wind mm-hmm. even though even though the Holy Spirit appeared to the disciples with the sound of a rushing wind Right. But at that instant, no, God was not in the rushing wind. And then there was a fire that fell from heaven, and he recognized, no, God was not in the fire, even though on Pentecost Sunday there were tongues of fire that appeared over the disciples' heads. And, but Elisha said, no, God's not, God's not in that sound. And there was a great earthquake, and he recognized, no, God is not in the earthquake. And he heard then a still, small voice, yes, yes. and he recognized, ah, that's the presence of God. So God comes to us. Sometimes it's a loud and powerful voice, and sometimes it, it is this fire from heaven. But sometimes it's gentle. But we'll recognize that the impact of that is always an invitation. God is never going to force us because love cannot be forced. Love has to be freely chosen. And the voice of God is always the voice of love. So when we're speaking to God in these steps, is step number three, review your feelings in the course, of the course of the day and then talk to God about it. Some authors will, will say, uh, they'll put in an act of contrition at, at, at this point. And contrition may indeed be a significant part of the examine if you recognize what what was I feeling in the course of the day? I'm feeling remorse. I did something that I know I shouldn't have done, and I feel terrible about that. Okay, then make an act of contrition. Tell God about that. Tell God, I'm sorry. Maybe, you know, in our thoughts, our words, our deeds, what we did, what we didn't do, in many days, perhaps most days, there's going to be something that we're going to find that we're ashamed of or where we screwed up and we have to make an act of contrition. 
But an examination, the Ignatian examine, is not so much an examination of conscience, where we're looking for our sin. It's an examination of consciousness. How was I conscious of being in the presence of God? And let me, let me give you this example. It may be, say you're, you just got fired from work through, you, maybe you were slacking off or maybe through no, you didn't do anything wrong. There was a merger and there was an accus, uh, acquisition and your job got eliminated and you're devastated. You're worried. How am I going to, how am I going to pay my bills? How, how am I going to provide for my family? There's no sin there. But as Ignatius would say, it's critically important that you bring that anxiety, that you bring that sadness, that you bring that anger. If it, if you were unjustly fired, you bring that all of those emotions to God and you talk to them. You don't just stuff them. You don't say, okay, you know, you know, yes, we want to get to a point where we can surrender that to God. But our first instance is probably not going to be surrender. We got to be honest about what's going on. I'm very mad that my position was eliminated or I'm worried. And, and Ignatius would say, bring all of those feelings to God. Talk to God. Talk to Jesus. Talk to the Holy Spirit and then listen. Yes. Listen for listen for that still small voice. Listen for that invitation. Listen for that comfort. Oh, and and sometimes I think uh, too that that this is something that we will bring into our daily lives as we listen to others, uh, th as they express their feelings, good and bad, and frustrations they have. I have a friend right now who broke her ankle a few days ago, and she's a very, very active person, and it's very difficult for her. This All of a sudden, she's sitting, and she's not used to doing that, and I understand that's her temperament, but I'm working with her to to accept what she's got in Thanksgiving. And I said, just share your feelings, let it all out, you know, and, um, and uh, you know, we'd just have some prayer together uh, yes. for this. But sometimes we, we stuff our feelings too. Fortunately, she expressed them, she, all her frustrations. But I think sometimes we, we like to push them in a corner and say, oh no, I'm okay. You know, and um, and not really deal like God deal with the things that would need to be dealt with. Uh, what do you suggest if we're we're doing that, Father? Uh, Susie, I, I think you're exactly right that uh, sometimes we spiritualize, we over spiritualize what's going on, or we think that God doesn't want me to be angry. God doesn't want me to express that I'm sad, you know, as we have this spiritual ideal that we're going to be constantly calm and ex experiencing this divine placidness. And you look at the scriptures and Jesus didn't experience that. Jesus was outraged when he was talking to the scribes and the Pharisees. He went into the temple, he was angry. Jesus wept over the death of his friend Lazarus. He saw uh, the son of the widow of Nain 
being carried out on a funeral bier, and he he was moved with compassion. He met the lepers, and he was moved with compassion. Jesus experiences a full range of emotion, and Jesus is God. Right. And God God allowed us to experience these emotions, so we can over spiritualize it of, of thinking that somehow the the spiritual thing to do, or if I'm really growing in holiness, I'm not going to let anything get to me and I'm just going to have this eternal calm. And the reality is that's just not human. Yes, we want to get to that point of, of peace. Uh, but the Lins, Matthew Dennis and Sheila Lynn, uh, who've written so much on healing, wrote a book entitled Don't Forgive Too Soon. What they mean by that is if you've been really hurt and you say, okay, I forgive you immediately, and inevitably what you're going to end up doing is stuffing your emotions. If you've been really hurt, you're going to be angry. <laughs> and be present to that anger and work your way through that. You don't want to get stuck in the anger, but work your way through the anger so you can come to that sense of, of peace. You can come to a forgiveness that is not self-destructive, but is real because you've been present to those emotions and you've allowed those emotions to be healed. Oh, wise words, wise words. Any questions or comments, Rosemary or Anne? Uh, as Father's talking, no? Okay. Um, well, let me go on to the fifth step all right. as, we, yeah, as our program okay. begins to wind to a close here. The yeah. fifth step is I look forward to tomorrow. Yes. So what have I learned today that... Uh, I want to hold on to, so I, I, I sure as heck don't want to do that tomorrow, or I want to remember to do this tomorrow. And St. Ignatius was a great one on journaler, journaling. So maybe you jot down a few notes at, on the basis of what we've learned in the course of the day. Uh, but we may make some spiritual intentions to, to carry it forth. We look forward to hope. We look forward in hope. How has this day and what's going on, and if we're making it in the middle of the day, we still have a whole half a day left. It can be like pushing the reset button. Maybe it was a very, very difficult morning. Well, we've, as a result of going through the examine, and we say, okay, I'm pressing the reset button. I'm going to change my mental attitude. I'm praying for the grace uh, to uh, be conscious of of God's grace leading me and guiding me for the rest of the day. That's that fifth step. Look forward in hope. Look forward in hope. And uh, what, tell us um, what you might suggest about journaling, Father. Uh, I have done it over the years, and uh, it's very helpful. But a lot of times, I just put a piece of a pen on a page, and I don't write anything that's legible i'm just writing my thoughts what's i feel our lord is telling me or what i want to tell him but what it does is it keeps me focused so i'm not distracted and wondering if the saddle comes with the horse you know <laughs> you know you know we might do susie we might do a, pro a whole program sometime on journaling okay because there's there's so much can be said yeah but l let me let me just uh say that some people do their examine uh, by writing it down. And that can be, uh, like Rosemarie was talking about being distracted, 
uh, a great way to help us in the midst of distraction in prayer is to write it down because it slows down our th- our thoughts right. you know uh, and putting it on the page gives us a document of this is what I'm this is what I'm thinking right now this is what I'm praying so all five of those steps step number 1 inviting the presence of the holy spirit asking for the gift of wisdom recognizing what am i feeling right now physically emotionally you can write all of that down in step one number two step number two in thanksgiving what am i grateful for today in this particular day what am i grateful for and in general in the wider scope of my life right now what am i grateful for step number three what are the feelings that i've experienced you could just write down all of the name all of the feelings angry sad upset joyful peaceful calm step number four pray from those feelings choose the dominant feeling a, a positive feeling or a negative feeling I like to say, choose the feeling that's screaming, look at me, look at me, and choose the feeling that's hiding in the corner that says, don't look at me, don't look at me. Those, those two feelings, I think, are the ones that are most significant. And you pray, you bring those into the presence of God. And you could write, what, write down, you know, in a little letter to God, here's what I'm feeling today. And then imagine that God is writing a letter to you right back. And you say, dear Susie, okay, this is, I hear your sadness in the course of the, of the day. What would you imagine that God is saying to you? And that's step number five, ask for the grace as a result of what we've prayed in the examine. How do I carry this forward? How do I remember this so that uh, I'm more conscious for the rest of the day or tomorrow of the presence of God in my life? Mm. This is so comforting, Father, and I think very encouraging to um, us here in the studio and also to our listeners. And Rosemary just said, I agree. So I I think we really needed this, especially with um, the the challenges we're having in our day-to-day lives here, in our personal lives, and those in our church and in our country. So thank you father for being here and uh we look forward to uh, being with you again soon 88.5 fm catholic radio for more information about this program or to purchase additional cd copies please call us at 224-206-8455 that's 224-206-8455 or visit us online at WSFI Radio. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.